Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome Chantel Ray. Those are the kind of things that you realize that these are people who are naturally thin. They've been thin their whole life, but they do different things. And intermittent fasting is a huge piece of their puzzle, whether they know it or not. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. It's time to learn how to waste away. And when I say waste away, that is W-A-I-S-T. We're going to talk all about intermittent fasting and how this can be used as a great fat loss tool and why the opposite of intermittent fasting, eating every two to three hours will lead to weight gain and insulin resistance on this episode with Chantel Ray, who is the host of the Waste Away podcast, where I was privileged to be a guest on we get into her story on how she discovered fasting and what it did for her health and how she ended up interviewing over 1,000 women to crack the code to lasting weight loss. Chantel is going to explain how she did every diet in the in the book and she got some results and then lost those results. And then she finally came across intermittent fasting and interviewed over 1,000 women who got amazing health results and she decided to write a book called Waste Away, The Chantel Ray Way, and then start a podcast and just getting this information out there. So we're gonna talk all about that. Some other things we discuss on this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast is her FIRES principle. She developed a great acronym that she talks about in her book uh, titled FIRES, fasting, identifying true hunger, reducing sugar, enjoying real food without deprivation, stop before you're full, and then we get into Hara Bachi Boo. <laughs> You're going to understand what that means. And then we discuss fasting and the thyroid. She'll explain her history of thyroid issues and what fasting did to her thyroid, how to support the thyroid, the importance of eating intentionally, advice for those who are skeptical about fasting, and more. So this is a fun conversation. I cannot wait to bring Chantel on the show for you shortly before I do. I want to thank you so much for choosing the Keto Camp Podcast. Out of all the podcasts out there, you chose this one. And we're super grateful you have helped us achieve a top 15 podcast status here in, in the United States. And our downloads are increasing every single month. So thank you so, so much. If you're brand new, welcome. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button. We release a brand new episode every Monday, every Friday, and we're committed to doing that for the foreseeable future. I want to take a second here to get to the Apple podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Solo Galvez titled On a Mission. To help and inspire my family, this show has helped me lose weight, stay healthy, and educate myself. 
My mission is now to educate and inspire my family. Diabetes and obesity is scary. I'm the youngest of the family. I fear to one day be the only one left as my family are overweight and use insulin to sustain their diabetes. My journey in life has shifted to be inspirational. Thank you, Ben, for the information. Solo, wow, what a share. I love, absolutely love that you want to inspire your family. That's the best way to do it. It's very difficult when you have this life-changing information and you want to relay it to family members. It's very difficult to do so. At least I have found that for myself. Dr. Ken Berry calls it the powdered butt syndrome, where if somebody powdered your butt, it does not matter if you're a freaking rocket scientist, they will not listen to you. So that's what it is. But when you actually do the work yourself, like I've done myself, then you inspire your family members to do the same because they're going to see that you have more energy, more fat loss, more vitality, and they're going to start asking you how you accomplish that. So keep up the amazing work solo. Keep inspiring your friends, your family. I'll be sure to keep releasing these episodes for you to share with them. And I'm just so proud of you. Thank you for that share. Thank you for leaving the show a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Hey, if you have not left the show, the Keto Camp Podcast, a rating or a review yet, please do so on Apple Podcast. It really helps the show grow and reach more people. You can do so by heading to Apple Podcasts right now. When you leave that honest rating and review, take a screenshot, send it to support at ketocamp.com. And what we'll do when we see that, put your shipping address in the United States. I'll sign a paperback copy of my best-selling book and I'll mail it to you as a thank you. So go ahead and do that today and you'll get the book very soon. I wanna briefly take a break here and let you know about my favorite coffee in the world. Look, I'm a coffee snob for good reasons because the right coffee source can be healing to the body, can reduce inflammation and result in weight loss. The wrong coffee beans could actually increase inflammation, cause weight loss resistance and sabotage your keto results. There was a recent study in the Canadian Journal of Physiology and Pharmacology that showed caffeine intake from coffee beans could actually increase fatty acid production and help the participants produce more ketones. Most coffee beans are loaded with pesticides and contaminants and even molt. This is why I love my friends over at Purity Coffee. Hands down, the best coffee beans I have ever tried. I have my delicious cup of Purity Coffee in the morning with some grass-fed ghee and MCT oil, and it turns my brain right on and helps my body produce ketones. Purity Coffee is organic, pesticide-free. These beans are specialty grade, and you could get this coffee shipped straight to your door in nitrogen-flushed bags, roastery fresh. Since you are a listener to the Keto Camp Podcast, we have worked out an exclusive coupon code for you to check out Purity Coffee. Head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use Keto Camp at checkout to get 10% off your order. Again, that is www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout for 10% off your bag of coffee beans. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. Well, all right, let's talk about how we could slim that waste with Chantel Ray. Chantel Ray is the president and founder of Chantel Ray Real Estate, a Virginia-based company with six locations. Chantel is married to Ryan, and they have a daughter, Shayla, and son, Kyle. 
She is extremely active in her church and community, hosting weekly Bible studies in her home, speaking at events to support and inspire other local business owners, and partnering with local charities to help those in need. Chantel spent the past 10 years interviewing over 1,000 women to crack the code to lasting weight loss. Her work is countless hours spent studying the Bible on this topic and her real-life journey. Chantel believes she has also discovered the secret sauce to weight loss and can't wait to share it with you. Chantel Ray, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Hi, so good to be here. I'm excited to be here with you. I was on your awesome podcast, the Waste Away Podcast, which we'll link to in the notes of, the, of this podcast. And I'm excited for you to share your story with my audience and share how you got involved with keto and fasting and doing the cool things that you're doing in this world. Sure, I'd love to. I'm so happy to be here. And you crushed it on your episode with mine. So if you haven't had a chance, go listen to his episode on my podcast. It was great. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You're a great host. Thank you. So go ahead, share your story. How did you get involved with keto and fasting? Yeah, so I basically had lost weight, gain weight, lost weight, gain weight. I had clothes in my closet that were size four, size 12, size 16. You just never knew what what you were going to get. It was like, you don't, you see me a month later and it's like, oh, okay, now she's size 12. Oh, okay. Now she's size six. So you just never knew what you were going to get. And I just literally gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, lost weight. I literally tried every diet under the sun and I finally just got really frustrated. And so I just started asking women. I finally just was like, okay, I did interview them. I interviewed over a thousand women and I asked them, what did you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And so what I realized, and part of it was they were thin, they had great bodies, but did not yo-yo diet. So like I interviewed people that were like, oh yeah, I work out three times a day, you know, all that stuff. I didn't count them in my interview. And what I realized is that all of them did intermittent fasting, but they didn't know they did it. So people would be like, you know, I'm just not really a breakfast person. I probably don't eat until like 11. The next girl would be like, you know, I'm just, breakfast isn't really my my jam. I might not even eat till one o'clock. You know, next person would be like, you know, I eat a big breakfast and then I eat lunch and I just don't, I skip dinner a lot of times, you know, it's just like all these things. And, and no one ever said I do intermittent fasting. None of them did, but they all basically ate two meals a day, depending on whenever it was, they ate two meals and that was basically it. And so I kind of figured out some of their principles. And so then I just wrote a book on all the things that they did. And I actually videoed, I have a video course where I videoed these women eating. What I learned is by, I would take them out to lunch and I would learn things. I'll I'll give you an example. One girl, I I was like, I'm going to order everything you do, right? So whatever you order, I'm going to order. So we first ordered soup. And so she, she literally eats the soup. Here I am like, you know, just driving down the soup. And I look over and I'm like, here she's got with the spoon, half of it has soup in it. So it's like she puts half of it, you know, half of the spoon is covered with soup. She eats it. She sets the spoon down. She's talking to me. Those are the kind of things that you realize that these are people who are naturally thin. They've been thin their whole life but they do different things. And intermittent fasting is a huge piece of their puzzle, whether they know it or not. 
Yeah, it's funny because I when I start speaking with somebody and getting dialogue and conversation, maybe it's at a party or an event, I'll talk about fasting. And they'll say, oh, yeah, I haven't really got into fasting. And then I'll ask them kind of what their schedule is. And it turns out most people are fasting without realizing it. So that's super cool that you actually interviewed over a thousand women. You actually decided to put it into a book and a course. So what are some other revelations you discovered? Intermittent fasting. What were some of the most common traits from these ladies? Yeah. So one of them is, is that they, you know, enjoyed real food without deprivation. So I have something called the fires principle. So the first F stands for fires. They fast on a regular basis. And then I stands for identify true hunger. So they never eat for any other reason than physical hunger. So perfect example. One of my stories that I tell in my book is I make the best guacamole. Like everyone just raves about how good my guacamole (laughs) is. So when I go to a party, we had this thing called Thursday Fun Day. So we go to this party and I bring in my guacamole and literally the girls are like bees on a hot, you know, honey, they're just like, so it's like, they just come over and everyone's eating it. And so my friend, Christy, who's very, very thin, been thin her whole life, gorgeous body comes in. She's like, Oh, she tell your guacamole. Yum. She takes the guacamole, sticks it on the little bowl and puts it at her house and puts it in the fridge. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, I'm I'm not hungry right now, but I don't want to miss out on your guacamole. So I'm going to save it for later. About an hour and a half into the party, you go see her taking the, the guacamole and she's now eating it. That's another example I'm talking about. She was not physically hungry. She is not going to eat until her stomach's growling. She knows she's physically hungry. She's not eating because it's fun and it's a party and it's everyone else is eating guacamole. So that's a really big one is the I for identifying true hunger. And then the R is just reducing sugar. So not that thin people don't eat sugar. They just don't eat a lot of it. Like it's, it's a rare thing. Like once a week, maybe they'll have something twice a week. Maybe they'll have something or they might have something every day, but it's like, you know, one of the thin eaters, she eats, you know, those, those Hershey chocolate kisses, like she keeps them in her purse. They're like this big. There's not that much sugar. She has one after, you know, lunch every day. Like that's what she wants or they're eating sugar. They might have it every day, but they're not having tons and tons and tons of carbs. So like they might have some, you know, they're going to have a sandwich. If they have a sandwich, maybe they're having half of a sandwich, you know, just really not going so far over with the carbs and the sugar. They're having it, just not going crazy with it. Yeah, they have so they have a balance in what they're doing. So that, that that's the common trait right there. They all have a balance. And they're not going too far on either end there. Exactly. And then E stands for enjoying real food without deprivation. And so it's like they just don't deprive themselves. So, you know, there's some that eat healthier than others. I interviewed some people that just ate as junky as can be. Um, but they the key is not depriving yourself. And but most of them tried to eat actual real food, not just, you know, junkity junk, but some of them did. Some of them ate just, you know, junk, 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 but the key is just not depriving yourself because anytime you deprive yourself, you are going to get into this deprivation cycle, which is like deprive, then binge, then, you know, it just getting out of control again. And then the last one is stop before you're full. And that's the key because it's like the biggest thing is, is that 
Have you ever heard of Harahachi Boo? Have you heard that term before? Vaguely, but explain it. What is it? Okay. Yes. So there's a term called Harahachi Boo. And basically it's an Okinawan principle. And they say that you should eat when you're 80% 80% full. Um, because the biggest thing is, is that Americans eat until they're 105% <laughs> or 120%. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's what, what they do is they, that's harahachi boo. So like sometimes when I'm eating a little bit more, like I have a friend who she'll see, like I'm eating a little more than I should. And she'd be like, harahachi boo, <laughs> <laughs> which just means that it's, it's a teaching that the Okinawans teach that say, when you're eating, you should only eat until you're 80% full. So it's like all Americans, like if they eat to 100%, they think, oh, I'm doing good. And, and Okinawans say, no, you should be eating till 80%. And so especially if you're like me, who I like to eat fast, I do everything fast, I walk fast, I have to really work hard to slow down. And I would say almost all the people that I interviewed, not all, I'd say maybe 65 to 70% of the people I interviewed ate very slow. The other 30%, they ate very fast. But for example, I have a friend that I interviewed, her name's Danielle, she's a hairdresser and she had worked next to a pizza shop. And she said she basically had one slice of pizza almost every day for lunch. She's like as thin as can be, but she had a slice of pizza, but she knew after she ate that one slice of pizza, and it was one of those bigger slices, not like a small, but you know, one slice of pizza, she ate that slice of pizza and she was done. She was still hungry because she ate it so fast, but she knew, hey, in 15 minutes, this is going to satisfy me. So you either have to slow down or you have to have the willpower to go, I'm going to stop eating when I'm 70% full because I know in 10 minutes, I'm going to be 80 to 90% full. Yeah, there's many benefits to slowing down and being present with your food. I love the uh, acronym. It's great, FIRES, which you detail even more in your book. So I encourage the keto campers to go check out your book, and we'll put a link down below. Now, what about this? Because a lot of people who get into the keto space, women specifically, they'll read or they'll hear from a friend that keto and fasting combined together or even separate could cause some thyroid issues. It could cause thyroid dysfunction. And you have, we're talking offline, you said some history of getting into uh, doing some thyroid lab work and some research. So what is the correlation or what happens to the thyroid when you practice fasting and keto? So, you know, fasting puts a stress on your body. There's no doubt about it. And it's a good stress in my opinion. But when you are in a place where you are already under high, high stress, which all of us are under high stress. Sometimes, like I would say for right now, my business is just very, very busy. I'm super busy. We've got so much going on with my family. I'm under higher levels of stress right now. So for me, I haven't done any long extended fasting. Now, I pretty much never eat more than eight hours a day. On a daily basis, I eat in a six-hour window. So today I ate lunch at 12. I will, won't eat anything else until 
probably around six. Me and my husband are going to, tonight's Friday night, so we're going on a date tonight. My son has plans, so I'll probably eat at six, and we'll probably be done at like seven or 7.30. So this is going to be a longer day eating window for me. But normally, we eat dinner very early. Like the other day, it was 4.45, and I someone called me, and they said, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just finishing dinner. They're like, at 4.45? <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm like that grandma. too. <laughs> I'm with you, Chantel. I do the same thing. Yeah, right on. <laughs> so, um, you know, normally I'm eating at 12 for lunch and then, you know, somewhere around 4.30, 5.30, I'm eating dinner somewhere in that window. By six o'clock, I'm done and I'm not eating anything else for the rest of the night. That would be kind of the more typical way that I like to eat because I get hungry earlier. For me, you know, one of the things with me is my thyroid is still not a hundred percent. I feel like I'm a thyroid expert because I've had so many problems with my thyroid. I've changed so many things. I've read so many things. So I've really become a thyroid expert, but I'm not, I haven't fixed myself a hundred percent. I'm like 90% there. But a lot of it has to do with hormones. So certain days I can fast and I could do a one meal a day. And I do great. I, one of um, the clients that I work with, uh, she did 30 days, just one meal a day in a 30 minute window because she had a very big goal that she had to reach. So she did it and she lost 12 pounds in 30 days. And all the only she ate whatever she wanted, you know, didn't count anything, just ate one meal a day in a 30 minute period and lost 12 pounds in 30 days doing that. But for me, it's funny because I was going to do just one meal a day last week and I just physically couldn't do it. I just wasn't feeling good. My thyroid was off. My hormones were off. So I think with women, they don't realize that the time of the month is such a big piece of whether you're going to do more of an extended fasting. I think no matter what, people can do a six-hour window with pretty a good ease. But once you start getting to a more than a six hour window, your hormones play such a big piece in it. And especially what you're eating in your window before. So if you're eating a ton of carbs and eating a ton of sugar, for me, protein makes such a big difference. If I'm having a protein, a lot of protein in my meal, I'm feeling full. It does really well. But if I'm adding tons of carbs, now for me to the next meal, my blood sugar is all whacked out. It's harder for me to do a one meal a day or a longer fast. Yeah, I see the same thing with most people. You know, if you go into a fast already being in ketosis or, you know, getting there, it's a lot more efficient. You feel a lot better than versus having a high carb meal and then going into that fast. And you'll get into autophagy much faster going into it in ketosis versus not ketosis. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends 
at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. So for you, you said there's some times during the month where you feel great, you could do OMAD, you could do a longer fast, and there's some times where you listen to your body and you don't do that, you don't feel well. Can you uh, pinpoint what time during the month or does it change each month for you? Yeah, no, it's day, if day one is someone's period, then for me, the time that I do the best is day like 15 through day 21 like trying to fast the week before your period, which would be day like 21 through 28. That is like a recipe for disaster. No one wants to be there with you. It's day 15 through 21. That's when I, if I'm going to do, I've done seven day fast, 14 day fast. I've done longer fast. Wow, 14. I did 14, but I did seven with water and seven with just a green juice, which was like, uh, kale, cucumber, lemon, ginger, no apple, like just vegetables, like for seven days. So I did seven days water, then seven days kind of with just greens. That's impressive. I was on the dying train. <laughs> <laughs> did you happen to test your, your glucose and ketones at all throughout it? You know, I did a couple times. I took my blood sugar throughout. I didn't do as well as checking it as I want to. I just actually ordered a continuous blood glucose monitor from Dexcom, which I'm so excited about. I'm wearing one right now. Oh, you are? Yeah, I've been wearing one for a couple months now, yeah. Now, did you were you able to get your doctor to order or to give you a prescription for it? I got a prescription for it uh, through uh, Levels, a company that uh, reached out to me. I did a podcast interview with Dr. Casey Means, who's a co-founder. So they wrote me a prescription for it, and uh, now I change. I have it right here. Let's see if you can see it right oh there. Gosh, it's changed awesome. every every uh, 14 days. I just swap it out. Yeah, you're gonna that's love awesome. it. Yeah, I'm really excited because I love testing my blood sugar, and I love seeing what food you know makes it spike and how I'm feeling and where where I'm at, but you know, pricking your finger over and over again, you know, just gets like it's enough annoying. is enough. Yeah, it's annoying totally. <laughs> after a while. So yeah, that's, that's awesome because yeah, I actually have a friend that's a doctor. So, cause my blood sugar is perfect. It's not perfect. I shouldn't say that, <laughs> but it's, it's not, not diabetic, perfect. which is usually what diabetic, this is written yes. for. Yeah. Yeah. It's not diabetic. So, I, so technically I shouldn't be getting that. So I had a friend write one for me and I'm really excited to check it. And I actually leased one for probably about, I can't remember, maybe a year ago that I did it. And I actually had leased it. It was actually expensive. It was like for a couple weeks, it was several 
hundred dollars just for like two weeks or something. But now they're just getting cheaper and cheaper and easier to get. So talk about that plan as so people know how they get it with levels. Yeah, so they could go listen to my interview I did with uh, Dr. Casey Means. They have a a 26,000 person waiting list right now for it. And then once you get activated, it's an eight to 12 week until it gets to you. So there's a long waiting list. With that being said, they have an exclusive software that kind of shows every 15 minutes it's getting a reading and it shows you your entire trend and gives you a metabolic score. And then they, I use the uh, Freestyle Libre with it and it syncs to their app. So it's super cool. I've been able to, well, I'm doing carnivore this week and my blood sugars actually look best when I do carnivore, even better than keto. So I've, I've seen workouts spike my glucose and then it goes back down. I've seen poor sleep spike it. So it's really interesting to kind of pinpoint and eat for your biology. So Levels is a really cool software. I do recommend you check it out. I could put you in touch with Dr. Casey Means. I think I think you would geek out with her really well. I'll do it. Yeah, I'd love that. So then, but with the free Libra, did you had to get a prescription for that as well? Yeah, so they write you a prescription and then, uh, yeah, exactly. And every 14 days, I, I just swap out the meter here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited to get mine and check it again because I used to be fanatical. We would go out to lunch and I would literally be like, we'd have like 10 of my girlfriends together and be like, okay, everyone, everyone's checking their blood sugar. Here I am, like (laughs) we're we're doing it with the good old fashioned way. But the people who were the thinnest, because my husband jokes, he says all my friends are really thin because I, he's like, you subconsciously want to be thinner maybe. And so you just hang out with, you know, you want to hang out with people. He's like, your friends, you love to be with thin, thin girls. So here we are with all of them out of the girls that I was with and they're all thin, but the thinnest all started with the lower blood sugar. And when they were done with their meal, their blood sugar was the lowest. Yeah, yeah, they had the best metabolic flexibility, which makes sense. And you know what? Being thin doesn't really equate to being healthy, but when you see those numbers, that equates to being healthy. So that's exactly what we want. And you're you're so right because if you could look at your glucose numbers and see that you're keeping it within the range, let's say 70 to 120, depending on when you're eating or not, but if you're within that range continuously, then you're aging gracefully. But if you are eating foods that are spiking your glucose to 130, 140, 150 and beyond, you're aging faster. And just seeing that data would convince you or inspire somebody to make a change. So I love that feedback. So let's transition. We talked about thyroid. Any additional thyroid tips you want to mention? You talked about fasting when it's the right time versus the wrong time. Any other things we can do to support the thyroid? Yeah. So for thyroid, the biggest thing is there's minerals that you need for your thyroid to function. And one of them is iodine. I just got my blood work done and it showed that my iodine is low. And so I started taking a little bit of an eye supplement that had iodine in it. And then I felt awful. Like I felt really, really bad. So you have to make sure. So one of the things that I say to people is when they're like, oh, I tried fasting. It didn't work for me. And I go, if fasting is not working for you, there's three issues going on. Number one, you're taking some sort of medication that that medicine, a lot of times what people don't realize is 
when, when you're not eating, like for example, thyroid, let's say you're on a higher dosage of thyroid medicine. Now you're fasting. Well, guess what? Your thyroid is functioning faster. So now you, your thyroid's functioning faster and now you almost have too much thyroid medicine. So now you're not feeling good. That's one option. Option two that you're not feeling good is that you're missing out on certain supplements in your body, like you're lacking them. So you're low in iodine, you're low in vitamin B12, you're low in selenium, zinc, magnesium, copper, manganese. These are all very crucial for your body to function and work. And so I have to be real careful with the supplements that I take because you can also get completely out of whack. You know, people can get supplement crazy because they listen to this podcast and they're like, you need this, you need this. By the time you know it, you've got 45 supplements you're popping in and your body is completely like, what's going on? So that's one issue that could be going on. Another big one is your hormones. If your hormones are out of whack, that is a big red flag that you are going to really struggle with fasting. And then another one is just your blood sugar levels. Like I said, if you're eating a lot of sugar at one meal, and now you've got a lot of highs and lows and a lot of spikes, that is going to cause a lot of issues for you to be doing extended fasting as well. So, and then the biggest one is electrolytes. You know, uh, when I do, when I do longer fast, I will tell you, my friend jokes me because when I'll do a longer fast and I'll start kind of going like this and I start really weaning, she she's like, pickle juice, somebody get Chantel some pickle juice. <laughs> or, or we have, um, like I have pickle juice literally like stacked in our refrigerator. I also have like, coconut water, um, like from a fresh coconut. So let's say I want to do a longer fast, a 24 hour, 48 hour. Sometimes I'll take a little bit of just coconut water, fresh coconut from a young living coconut. They have them now where you can literally just pop it, stick the straw in. It's fresh in those areas. I'll take a couple sips of that. That'll get my extra electrolytes going. I also just take salt sea salt and put it right in my pink Himalayan salt, just literally put it in the palm of my hand and just literally like the same thing. going by, <laughs> like, what the heck are you doing? And I'm just sitting there licking the palm of my hand. But, you know, you have to kind of get to the root cause. If you can't fast for an extended period of time, we want to get down to the root cause and figure out why you're not able to do it and try to get to the root cause of what the problem is. Yeah, well said. I, I love that breakdown right there. And you're right. Fasting is a stressor, like you said. It's a good stressor, but if you already have so much stress, which 2020, I mean, most people do, then it's just too much. So you might need to shorten the fasting window, make some adjustments. It could be the electrolytes. It could be the medication. It could be too much supplements or too little, but you, you broke it all down. So kind of pick and choose what resonates with you and take action with it. So well said. Thank you for sharing that. The next question I want to ask you is this. You mentioned at the beginning of the episode that you did almost every single diet out there, these fad diets. You lost a lot of weight. You put the weight back on. You had different clothes size as a result. What makes keto and fasting different than any other diet out there that we're seeing so many amazing transformations, including yourself? Yeah, so I call myself keto-ish because I don't track, you know, how much carbs I have. I never am like, okay, what am I eating? Is that less than 50? I'm not ever doing that. 
I know for me personally, though, eating too much carbs and sugar, A, will pack on pounds for me. And two, I just don't feel good. So I make it where I'm just reducing the amount. But if I really, really want something, I'm having it, but I'm having three bites. So it's like, if I'm going to a party and there's like this cake, like I have a friend, her name's Joe Bridges, and she makes this cake that is to die for. Actually, it's not even that much sugar. It's like a fresh homemade whipping cream. That's the frosting with very little sugar. Cause now I've gotten to the point where too much sugar, like I can't even eat. Like if you said to me, you know, those cakes, like a store-bought cake that has like that, you know, crazy frosting on it one bite of that because I'm not eating massive amounts of sugar. I don't enjoy that. Like that to me is disgusting. Yeah. Now, like the cheesecake factory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I could have that cake that is like almost like an, more like an angel food cake. That's not very high in sugar. And it's got this like fresh whipping cream frosting. I'll have two or three bites of that. I'll eat it slowly. I'll savor it. And I'm calling it a day, but I have to be careful because for me personally, I'm, right now I'm, I'm heavier than I want to be. And it there's one reason, because I've been doing this three bite, three bite, three bite too much. And so now I need to dial it back in. I'm dialing it back in. I'm making my fast a little bit longer. I'm going back to maybe a one meal a day, some days, a meal and a tasting. I, my biggest thing is I'm going to write a book called A Meal and a Tasting. And that's another piece that I learned with all these women, but I didn't really like dive in on that. But that is the deal. Every one of them had one meal that that was the milk, you know, meat and potatoes of whatever they were eating. And then they had another meal, but it wasn't a full meal. I call it a tasting. It'd be like, you know, maybe two or 300 calories. It's not that they were tracking it, but it was just something smaller. And then they were having one meal and that all the women that are super, super thin, that's what they're doing. One meal and then a small tasting of whatever they wanted. Well, what I love is that you have the actual awareness and intuition to understand uh, your body and your hormones and when it is it the right time to fast versus the wrong time. And when you want to have something, you enjoy yourself. I'm not a big fan of deprivation diets as well. Like I shared on your show, I practice keto flexing where we have intentional feast days. So there's a lot of alignment there. Uh, Chantel, the last thing I want to close with here is this. Let's say somebody listening right now, a keto camper, uh, is brand new to fasting, brand new to keto. And they've tried a lot of things just like you. They've tried the Weight Watchers and Atkins and Paleo and veganism. And they're just skeptical about fasting. They're skeptical, skeptical about keto. What are some words of inspiration that you can offer to them? Yeah, so when I first started doing intermittent fasting, I actually did not lose a single pound for three weeks. Nothing. I lost nothing. I kind of went this, 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 but I just stayed the same weight. And then after three weeks, I lost six pounds. And so with fasting, the thing that people don't realize is number one is that a lot of times you're building more muscle and so you're losing fat. And so you're not seeing the as much results on the scale as much as how you're looking and how you're proportioned. But for me, even when I'm like I'm, I just told you I'm a little bit heavier than I want to be right now. You know, I, I can go up by five pounds. 
but that's about the limit that I'm going up, right? So like when I'm doing fasting, when I'm kind of doing eating what I want and kind of eating a little too much sugar, because I'm still sticking in that six hour eating window for most days here and there, I'm doing an eight hour window. I'm still able to keep my weight somewhere in that range of not going past that five pound limit. And if you ask any thin eater, always I'd ask them this when I was doing all my interviews, I'd say, what's kind of your upper limit? And they would always say five pounds when they, they would get on the scale. And when they saw, Hey, I'm five pounds more than what I want to be. Now they really started watching their sugar. Now they started watching their carbs. Now they started eating maybe just one meal a day. You know, they're kind of cutting back. And so for me, I would just encourage people. It's not the fast, fast game, you know, that sometimes if you're not seeing the results, don't give up. And the second piece is this is a lifestyle strategy. And I feel like the people who don't win are the people who do strict keto. When they start doing strict, strict keto, and then they deprive, now they're going on a binge. Now they're back to strict keto. Now they're eating, you know, five burgers in the sitting and fries. To me, I'm so against that. I hate that. I'd rather you just be keto-ish, <laughs> you know, and do the intermittent fasting. And the truth is, is, you know, a lot of people don't realize when they say keto, when your body is in ketosis, you can get in ketosis by one of two ways, either by fasting or by eating a keto diet. That's what people, for some reason, that concept, they don't understand. When you say keto, they think, oh, you're on a keto diet. Well, the truth is, you might want to be eating more junky. You might not want to be strict, strict keto. Fine. Then you might need to be doing more extended fasting and maybe eating in a shorter eating window and getting res the results that way. You're right. Most people think you got to eat a whole bunch of bacon and fat and cheese to get into ketosis, which is one way, but you could also just fast and let your body burn its own body fat, which is what you do. So I love that approach. And where's the best place to go check out your work? Where can you go find your book? What about social media? Yeah. So it's funny because I did a second edition of my book. And so when people see it, the first version it's very similar to the second edition, but the second edition, I have so much more information. So definitely buy the second edition of my book. My first edition, I don't even have out, but people are selling them like, cause you can't get very many copies of it. People are selling them. I saw it on Amazon the other day for $50, $60, one was like <laughs> nice. 40 bucks. I'm like, why would you buy that? Buy the second edition has everything that the first edition has plus so much more. And you can get it for $15.99 on Amazon. It just looks different. My picture is not on it. I need to probably maybe put my picture back on maybe the first one, <laughs> but the second edition is like a light blue one, but ChantelRayWay.com or they can go to Amazon. And I have a Facebook group that people could join and it's called Waste Away Through Intermittent fasting, but then I'll have another one that's just called the OMAD and intermittent fasting group that they can join as well. 
Super cool. Yeah. So we'll have Rachel, our show notes extraordinaire, put those links and resources down below. I encourage you to go check out Chantel's work. Go get her book. Go listen to my interview on her show. Go subscribe to her podcast. And I had a lot of fun with you. You have great energy, great vibes. And I just love talking about this powerful tool called intermittent fasting and how there's so many different ways to do it. And it could benefit just about every single human on planet Earth. So thank you so much for showing up and educating Oh, you're welcome. I have one more thing to share. Yeah. A lot of people say to me, you know, how do I know that I'm kind of in ketosis? And one of the tools, you know, instead of getting all these other tools, one tool I use a lot is my stomach growling. When I hear my stomach growling, I know that I have used up not all the glucose, but the majority of the stores that my body has, right? It's basically kind of my body saying, hey, I'm empty, I'm empty. And I think that's a tool that people forget about. They forget that you can use that tool instead, like it's almost like a God-given tool, right? That he's kind of telling you, hey, you're on empty. And so one thing I always tell people, if you aren't losing weight, make sure you're listening for that. So one thing I do is I wait for my stomach to growl. And then there's another piece. I try to then wait at least two to three hours after that. Cause then I know, Hey, my stomach's growling. I'm on empty. Now what my body has to get fuel from somewhere. And now you're kind of doing a dance, right? You're like, Oh yeah. Now my body's using my hips to get fat from, Oh yeah. Now my body's getting this to get fat from. So it's just another tool in your tool belt to kind of go, okay. Cause a lot of times if you go, people are just not listening to their body and they're just going up. Again, they're doing intermittent fasting and going up, it's 12 o'clock, it's time for me to eat. Well, you just wolfed down so much food at eight o'clock last night, your body's still not even hungry. The glucose hasn't emptied yet. So I just thought of that and wanted to add that as an extra tool in the tool belt. Yeah, great addition right there, because you're right. We could get our calories from the food or from our butt, hips, and thighs. So we could do that dance where we're getting our body fat from our hips. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the Keto Camp Podcast, Chantel Ray. Thank you. Always fun talking with you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chantel. Go check out her podcast, The Waste Away Podcast. You could go listen to the episode of me on her show. I'll put that in the link in the notes of this podcast. And if you want to watch the video interview with her of this episode, go to youtube.com slash ketocamp to do so. I want to also encourage you to leave the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot of that. Email it to support at ketocamp.com and put your shipping address in the United States and we will mail you a signed copy of my best-selling fasting book as a thank you. Text this episode to a friend, share the love, share the message, and you'll hear me on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Azadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. 
Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.